Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Hey everyone, this is Josh with Edge of NFT, again live at Consensus, here with David Waxman, CEO of Waxman, our partner for NFT LA. David, it's good to see you as always. Josh, so great to be with you. So, listen man, it's hot out here, but we got like 17,000 people, things are really cooking. What's your perspective of this Consensus as opposed to past events like this? I think before we even talk about that, let's talk about the crypto winter. Guess what? It's not here. I don't see if it. If this is a bear market, this is the most interesting bear market I've ever seen. And I've been in crypto since early 2014, Josh. There are, as you say, 17,000 plus people in Austin, packed here. Every booth is totally full. People are excited. The tech is simply advanced that much. The capital is behind it. I think it's an exciting time to be in the industry. And what are the types of conversations you all are having with your clients, potential clients? What are people up to at at this point in time? What do you see as sort of the trends for this year? So I think you're seeing a lot right now in cross-chain liquidity. That's quite interesting. What we've noticed is people were really concerned. Is only one chain going to win them all? That was actually a real issue in a a topic of conversation in 2019, 2020. Was it ETH? Was it going to be an ETH killer? Now it's clear that there's going to be many blockchains that are winners. And the way to go and interoperate between the different blockchains, a lot of value accrues there. So I think that's going to be one of the big stories of this year. It's what the clients are talking about. NFTs with real utility. I think we've seen the PFP projects. There's interest in those. And great collections can certainly have some some floor value. But those with real utility are taking off. And I'm seeing some really interesting IP come to market through NFTs with brands that actually understand that you need to be Web3 native. And I think that's going to be really exciting in the second half of the year. Right on. And obviously, you have a lot of clients doing amazing things. But any stuff right now that you can talk about, recent announcements, projects that sort of epitomize what we were just kind of covering in a more specific use case? Sure. So as it turns out, I just spoke on stage with the head of TBD at Block. So Block was formerly known as Square. And he just announced Web5, which is, he says, two better than Web3. And it's a decentralized internet that doesn't necessarily depend on a cryptocurrency. But more importantly, it does make use of decentralized technologies. IPFS, for example, is the type of thing that might be in their tech stack. I'm going to announce that just here today. It's the type of thing where you can see that Fortune 500s, large enterprises, even nation states are going to be making use of the new version of the internet built on blockchain-like tech. That's really big. A lot of people like to make predictions around the metaverse as well and the adoption of the metaverse. We were talking about interoperability. We're talking about Web5. What do you think are the realistic sort of milestones that can be achieved in terms of metaverse adoption over the next year? I think I'm seeing a lot happening with Unreal Engine-based VR metaverses. I'm seeing an enormous amount of progress there. We're seeing AAA games that are making use of Web3-type tech, which I would say are consistent with metaverse philosophy. One more major announcement for you, Josh, and actually, I need you to talk to this guy. Have you ever heard of a guy named Neil Stevenson? He's the guy who invented the word metaverse. I have not. Okay. So he wrote a book called Snow Crash, which literally was the first time the word metaverse was ever unveiled. Oh, wait. wait. He's the founder of Snow Crash? He's the writer of Snow Crash. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally met him as super chief in LA. I'm so sorry, Neil. I do remember you. Well, good. So it turns out he is going to be, he's co-founding a layer one blockchain called Lamina One, which is purpose built for the metaverse. 
And I think that's going to be incredibly exciting. So hopefully uh, it's something the edge of NFT can explore down the road, but it's emblematic of where we are now, which is at the beginning, the dawn of the metaverse age. All right. Well, you've given us a lot of alpha in a short amount of time. We appreciate that being that we are the edge of NFT. Thanks, David. I hope you have a great show and I'm sure we'll be working together sometime very soon. Thank you, Josh. Great to be your partner. everyone, this is Josh with Edge of NFT live in Austin at the Central. Shout out to Justin Michael for another really fun, engaging event with amazing entrepreneurs in the Web3 space. I'm here today with Kitty Greer from NFT Girl Gang. What's up, Kitty? Hey. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to hang out in our media room here. There's a piano over there if you want to play it later. We're trying to find uh, who actually has some music skills, so that's not us. We had Tatiana Maria in here earlier. She was jamming, so. Really excited to learn more about NFT Girl Gang. I've heard about it, the periphery, but I don't know the deeds. I don't know more about your background. Why don't we start there? Like, what inspired you to do NFT Girl Gang? How did you get into this space? Yeah, I mean, I could talk all day. Uh, it's been a long journey <laughs> for all of us. But it essentially started, my name is Kitty. I've been a digital designer for eight years now professionally. I started as a designer for Disney and then moved to Sephora and was a senior designer for them. And then I was art director at Meta and now I'm an art director at Avalanche. So I have Oh, my, cool. Yeah full-time crypto now. And crypto journey started a year ago and my friends started sending me crypto kitties and they were like, are you doing this? And I'm like, no, but started researching NFTs and saw this was like pretty cool. Hopped on Clubhouse, saw, met a bunch of other really cool artists trying to figure this out and started seeing my friends that were artists get paid, which is a crazy concept for artists as a starving artist. And digital work takes a lot of time and a lot of skills and even things like the MacBook, I just bought one, it's $4,000. Like you think about all the cost of education and these design programs and all of the tools, like it's really expensive and it takes a lot of time to learn these skills. And so I saw NFTs were a way for artists to really forge a new path. And so I wanted to learn about it and I wanted to bring as many artists as possible and learn together. I hopped on Clubhouse and I joined in with one of my friends that lives in SF and we decided to build a blockchain solutions company because he had the same vision and we partnered with one other guy and built the world's first physical NFT gallery. And what's that called? With Super Chief. Oh. Out of New York. Yeah. 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 We partnered with the guys at Super Chief for NFT LA and yeah, doing great. more stuff together. In fact, we just had a full show with Ed last week. So yeah, very, very cool team. Very cool. You've done a lot. I'm curious about some of the distinctions of working as a digital designer for a Web3 company like Avalanche versus a more traditional company and how you've seen the value equation for digital designers shift. Because clearly in Web3, digital design is the be all, the end all, right? It's all about that side of the house. And a lot of graphic designers haven't experienced that distinction. Maybe you could talk a little bit about like what you've learned being in the space and how the value equation is different now than it was for like a traditional graphic designer five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, like working at Facebook or Meta, I kept being told it's an engineering company and it's engineering, it's tech and design is secondary. And with NFTs and the emergence of you know Web3, 
art is really important for this. You know, you have to have really good looking PFP. But beyond that, the concepts are so complicated. Like my job at Meta was creating presentations for like robots. And I'm not an engineer and I had to Google you know, what's a helical wrap and understand robotics to create presentations. With Web3, it's even more complicated. It's a new industry and everybody's trying to learn it. And so my job as a designer is how do I make this stuff as simple and easy as possible for someone to understand? How do I dilute a white paper into a really simple infographic? How do I create banner ads and YouTube videos that are interesting and fun to watch and make sure that it's a language that people can follow and it's a pace and it has, you know, graphics that explain what a node is or how we can create more blocks or a subnet. So art is very important in making sure that this stuff can be easily understood so that we can have mass adoption. Right on. And NFT Girl Gang, tell us more about it. When did it launch? What's the community like? What kind of stuff are you guys cooking up? Yeah, yeah. So NFT Girl Gang happened. I was creating that blockchain solutions company and I had been going to a bunch of conferences and actually traveling and living with these guys and it's just a bunch of dudes everywhere. And not a lot of dudes <laughs> in this space. A lot of dudes. And, you know, I grew up with a really amazing dad and two big brothers. And so I'm used to being a guy's girl. And so I can hang, I can deal with it. I'm comfortable walking up to a bunch of dudes and being like, hey guys, I work in crypto too. But it can be intimidating. Very intimidating, especially in like when I went to LA Live or NFT LA. NFT LA, I was being asked, and my model was I hired to be at this party. Mm. So there's still some weird things. And we had a pretty <laughs> strong female demographic at our event, and that those questions are still popping up. Yeah, it happens, but really with Girl Gang, there was just not a lot of women last year, and I just really selfishly wanted more girlfriends to hang out with. And I wanted to bring my girlfriends in because I'm like, hey, this is actually a pretty cool community. This is pretty cool tech. This is the future. Like, how can I bring more women in to make a balanced space? And so my friends just started putting me on stage. I spoke at DecentralCon in December with an idea of Girl Gang. And just people keep putting me up on stage and people keep finding Girl Gang. And it's really a place where I was solving that problem of how do I find other women? How do I know who these thought leaders are? How do I understand? How do I find one person to talk to about this? And so I have a Discord, Instagram, Twitter, where people are naturally talking. And I'm seeing this community and I now have all these women that are part of Girl Gang. They're like- How many members of Girl Gang? I have about like 2,000. Cool. In there, which is like, oh, okay, people are down. So yeah. my idea now is I want to create an accelerator and a head empty program. So I want to find five female founders and make them feel supported and help them find those right advisors that I've been, you know, meeting these amazing people the last year. And the headhunting part is I got a full-time job in crypto. I want to help women do the same thing by helping them with their resume and feeling confident and knowing you don't need experience in Web3 to get a job in Web3. You just need to have a passion, ability to learn, and the right person to just be like, come on. Yeah, and I would just add the right mindset to, I agree with everything you've said, by the way, as well. You know, shout out to Audrey Pichy, one of our teammates at Edge of Company, who does so many things for this company. And she did have a Web3 background and she jumped right into the space, but she had helped us build a food tech company, which had a very similar Web3 ethos where it was co-creating. And I think if you have the co-creation mindset, it's not that difficult to get into the space and figure it out. 
Yeah, I like to say Web3 is almost like a digital Burning Man. Like everybody's there, you find what you need. And a lot of people are just kind of like, how can I help? Yeah, and people that haven't experienced it, it's probably hard to wrap your mind around, but this is really how it goes on the regular, right? And, and there's always some outliers, some folks that have different perspectives and motivations, but we're talking about the super majority of the community is, is all about that. That sounds like an exciting roadmap. And I guess you've got some kind of event cooking at NFT New York, which is coming up. Yeah, yeah, we have the Batty Summit on June 20th. I have an amazing loft in Midtown and we're doing panels with some amazing speakers. We have some activation spots, fun networker and snacks. And so this is the first owned girl gang, NFT girl gang event. And so I'm really excited to be able to bring that to the community. And how can folks learn more about it and get involved in the event? Yeah, I bought nftnycbaddies.com. Okay. And then we also have all the information on nftgirlgang.com. Yeah, June 20th, we have speaker applications and we're still looking for sponsors that align with our ethos to really make this an amazing product and event for women and allies. Cool. I guess, like, just to take a step back, do you have any, like, closing thoughts in terms of where you see this industry going? Maybe some of the folks and projects that you look at in the industry that inspire you? Yeah, for sure. We talked about Swan. She's amazing. She takes the time to talk with people and she's a, like a superhuman. She is, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Swan. Yeah. I love seeing what she does. And then, you know, seeing groups like Boys Club and Her House and speaking with one of my girlfriends who decided to create Crypto Venus because in COVID she decided to say, fuck it, I'm going to be a painter. <laughs> and me a BFB project about it. And I just love finding these other women in Girl Gang and a great way to find inspiring women too is go through the conferences and look at the speakers and just do a little light insta-stalking or LinkedIn and look at them, see who you align with. And most of the people in the space are accessible. You can shoot them a DM and just say, hey, I really like what you're doing. Can I buy you a coffee? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're around here to Central, they're around Consensus, they're at NFTLA inside hanging out right like i really respect your ethos and your message around not being intimidated by the space diving in where do you see all this going like fast forward five years oh gosh i i mean i feel like it's already been five years yeah yeah i mean i think it's really you know we've seen the boom we've seen the crazy we've seen a lot of tests and we know that the technology is working and so in the next five years, I'm excited to see how people really think about how to use this technology. My friends and I geek out about what if there was a crypto will where the second you get marked as deceased, you have wallets and that auto distributes all of your funds to everybody. So you don't have to argue over who gets what, like just random things like that or the metaverse. Yeah, yeah. Cool meta we did a show at one point about what happens to your NFTs when you pass on. And there was some time capsule project where you could put all your NFTs in a time capsule and fire them off to someone at a future date and time. But I think that's like something really important to think about yeah. is how do you sort of pass on this digital value? How do you enhance digital value? Maybe you get sidetracked with projects, but you want to share your NFTs with the community and, and sort of create more value with them. How do you do that? Guilds are so fascinating to me for that reason. And sort of new permutations, guilds and DAOs. We're really excited to see what happens next and appreciate you spending some time with us and hanging out. And it sounds like a fun event coming up in New York. And we'll definitely have to stay in touch and everything you're up to. 
And I guess, how can people get in touch with you on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm It's Kitta, so I-T-S-K-I-T-T-A-H. And I also own NFT Girl Gang everywhere. So nftgirlgang.com, Twitter, Instagram, come hang out. Very easy to remember. Thanks so much, Katie. Thank you. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service soup-to-nuts and whole enchilada NFT service can help you, yes you Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. Hey, Jeff Kelly here with Edge of NFT. I'm sitting down with the man, the myth, the legend, Baron Davis, entrepreneur, businessman, of course, two-time NBA All-Star. Can't forget that. Uh, it's been a minute since we last connected, several years actually. first met you at the Upfront Summit in LA, where, of course, you were talking about all the things you were working on, including Black Santa at the time. We had Chris Bosch out there, a bunch of other folks mm-hmm. doing really amazing things. First, like, what do you think of Decentral here in Austin? It's cool, man. This is a fun place. You know, just a lot of people curious, a lot of great minds, extraordinary talent, people trying to connect and collaborate. And so I'm here just kind of representing the culture, sports, lifestyle, and just the hyphenate athlete and just trying to make the right connections. And for us and our team have more than us to, like, make sure we're building with the right people, partnering with the right people. Because it's still like wild, wild west. Early days, yes. Still early. Very much so. You always say we are later than some, but earlier than most. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the number of wallets that are out there, whether it's just crypto wallets in general, just a few million, and there's seven billion people in the world. You look at the number of NFT wallets out there, just a few hundred thousand. Yeah. You think about that, man. That's so early. I always try to impart that to folks who are like, ah, I don't know, it's you know. It's already done. It's passed. You know, this and that, you know, right? Like, get in the mix. And speaking of getting in the mix, like, I know you were pretty deliberate about trying to get involved in the world of NFTs. You got a number of different pieces of intellectual property. Tell us about how you dipped your toes into the space, what you got going on now. I think, like, I was 
it almost felt like everything that I was building was for the space. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, as a creative, it's like you want to sell a movie, you got an idea, you start developing, you develop it in the tunnel. And like you start showing, for instance, like Black Santa, I've been developing Black Santa for like five years and people wanted to do this and take it in this direction. And why didn't you go sell it out and blow it up at Walmart? Or, and it was like easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And what I was doing was like just trying to scope out and figure out the whole concept of the world, the story, the character development. And so what I realized was like, whoa, I have all these assets. And then here comes NFTs. And it's like, wow, like what a blessing. You know what I mean? <laughs> what a timely what a timely situation because I had assets that I was playing around with, writings, uh, magazines, books, things of that nature. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. And this is the best way that I can start to actually support the people who have been supporting me mm -hmm. in the development of Black Santa for over the past five years. We were lucky to have a sellout. We sold out in like 12 minutes and you're nervous about like, how is this going to work? How is this going to happen? And then you're super motivated that like, yo, like our people, like we're all one cohesive family now. Yes. And we get to build up on that and then we get to keep creating, ideating and including yeah, community, right? I mean, you hear it a lot, right? And maybe it, uh, you know, maybe it loses some power and how much people talk about it to a degree. But the reality is, it's the centerpiece of everything. And I think we just saw that you were at a VCon, right? And if you look like that, that community that was probably one of the biggest gatherings of people that are NFT holders, part of mm -hmm. a community built around that one commonality mm -hmm. and everything that it stands for. What kind of thoughts does that inspire in you when you see those people come together in that kind of environment? Uh, it was great for me. We just kind of took some motivation from that and yeah. Essential Con and NFTLA and all these places that we've been going, Vcon, and it was like, how can we do our part? And so for us, we've been building and working on SlickCon that yeah. we're going to announce coming mid-July, and that's going to be in October. And so the thought was sports, lifestyle, insiders, culture, needs a seat at the table in Web3. 100%. And what better place to do it in LA where we can create all of these fun experiences that are utilities to the conference, right? Basketball game, go to a football game, right? Go to a concert, yeah. have a comedy show, all of that. For me, it's like, and all of these conferences has done it. Like we want to just do ours a little bit different and we want to include all the athletes and all the people in sports that have been a small piece or a small sliver or a couple panels at one of these bigger conferences. Also, you may not know, we're the coordinators of NFTLA. Oh, that wow. That's amazing. And a big part of our inspiration was that Upfront Summit where I was yeah, yeah, the goodness yeah. that came with yeah. that. Like a lot of those elements are Absolutely. came from there. And our vision was to try to do something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And I love that next step you guys are about to take, man. Yeah. It sounds exactly like what this space needs. It hasn't seen it hasn't, that yeah. yet. We haven't all seen each other and what we're all capable of doing. Yeah. And I travel on these conferences and summits and speak on these panels. And a big part of it is to like find the people who are connectable, the right like-minded people. Because up until about a month ago, all of the NBA guys were still playing. The NFL guys three months ago were still playing. Now they're back in camp. So yeah. for me, it's just like, let's go and collect all the great people 
Let's create the people who want to help, who want to invest, who want to collaborate, right? Who want to operate. And then let's bring all of them to our space. And it's just like really build an ecosystem where there's no fat and a culture of people that understand that every time we gather something great is going to come out of this opportunity. Hell yeah. And you know, people, I think probably don't realize just how focused you got to be during the season. Yeah. You're dialed in. Somber. Right. Dialed in into the sport, dialed into your training, dialed into just preparing endlessly. It's hard to draw that focus away toward right. new business ventures, Absolutely. learning new technologies Absolutely. and so on. Right. So it's a good point. And it sounds like that timing is right, really, for this conference. So Yeah, it's perfect timing. Yeah. Every time we go somewhere, we meet great people. I was like, hey, will you speak on our panel? I'm like, sure. And having L.A. as the backdrop is we don't lack talent, you know, in our yeah. backyard. So it makes it fun and it gets the people who actually live there an opportunity to come out and like mm-hmm. celebrate with people from all over the world. You know, a lot of people that, that uh, call that their home, right? Yeah. And it's a lot of like celebrities and athletes and people like that, that we know that they want to come to the events. They want to be a part of it. And it's just like, man, just find a time where I can come. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once we can kind of build up that nest egg and ecosystem of just, I call them extraordinary people with that are extraordinary IP themselves. Yes, 100%. And let me ask, like, for the Black Santa community, uh, is there going to be some access to that event or utility associated Absolutely. with it? Black Santa members, they're going to get a... Uh, they're going to get an opportunity to play in the game. There's going to be, like, hot shots. And then what else? We're doing, like, I believe a snowball fight or something, like a dodgeball okay. snowball yeah, fight. So awesome. all the Black Santa holders, they get access to all of our events. And then they're going to be getting Halloween. Oh, they're going to be getting Halloween drops. They're supposed to be getting, they're getting like, secret Halloween drops yeah. from some new characters from the whole Black Santa you wish world. Yeah. And so the good thing about the Black Santa holders is every time we do something else or something different or add on, they'll always be first movers and have first access yeah. to all the other projects. And you know, like we're literally building out the world. We got the snowmen, snow people. We have the snow people coming in that time period. We have these Nerf characters that I've been working on uh, that are like, I think Garbage Bell Kids meets Captain Planet. Okay, yeah. And so I like, I love to create, think, storytell, and collaborate. Mm-hmm. And we work with such a great roster of artists that it just, to me, it's like every day waking up. It's like, all I got to do is just come up with ideas and, Isn't that like, great? Yeah, and, and work through them, you know what yeah. I mean? So Yeah, that's one of the best things in life. I think like Francis Ford Coppola recently said, it was a quote, I'll paraphrase it, that one of his greatest joys in life was seeing an idea that he had become reality. And I think now, more than ever, man, we're in, in a world where that's possible for almost anybody. The barriers to entry are so freaking low right now. It's amazing. Lower than ever. In the I mean, it's, yeah, it's like you have an access point. So yeah. it's like now you got to go build culture, community of people who want to show you next. Yes. Oh, there it is. Yes. That's so cool. It's exactly what you're talking so about. It's yeah. like, you know, this is Fun. the planet. If we were to take care of our planet, this is Nerf after we poison polluted nerf. That's awesome. So it's just little things like that, man, I get super excited about. We're working with these artists. Uh, I got my own project coming out called The Oatmeals. That's going to be dropping, I think, June 24th. 
this month. And like oatmeals are legends, legends are oatmeals. So anybody can be an oatmeal, grab an oatmeal, be a legend, tell your story. All right. Yeah. So it's like really an opportunity to like, for us to like build out this environment where people can come and storytell and, and sign. We're signing different artists and athletes to perform and do interviews and things like that okay. as their oatmeal character. So at the actual character, so being an NFT holder, you get the oatmeal. Yeah, you get the oatmeal. You get access to the history of the game. Yeah. You get access to like the oatmeal land, which is like basically like fantasy. Like we'll have fantasy team basketball, football, fantasy leagues, in real life events, uh-huh. music, and then. We have some virtual studios that we've done collaborations with a few producers. So, you know, you can also take your oatmeal and like make music. You can take your oatmeal and like hike. So like all of the products in our More Than Us ecosystem, you get an oatmeal, you pretty much like you get access to like travel into any world. That's beautiful. Yeah, man, that's the thing. I think that first iteration of like PFP projects, like this mist, you know, yeah. entire utility layer. Yeah. And more than that, it's what you're talking about. It's the ecosystem, man, the synergy yep. between these things. You're like, hey, we're putting on this killer event. The marginal cost to have black sand holders come and participate yeah. is so low. Yeah. Right, like so, but you, you want them. Yeah, of course, you want to continue to add value yeah. to that community above and beyond what somebody paid for totally. an NFT, right? Totally, like, yeah, man, that's exciting. So, yeah. who else are you guys partnering with to make some of these things happen? Obviously, yeah, so we're doing a partnership with Hennessy and the Never Stop Never Settle Society, and we're doing the Hennessy Lounge for the draft. Yeah. So that's going to be cool where we'll feature a bunch of well, a couple NFTs from the Never Stop Never Settle Society artists as well as like oatmeals and things that we make from uh, More Than Us. What other partnership? We have a partnership coming out with a new league called the PSA, the Premier Skate Association. And so we're using NFTs, like creating Top Shots and Top Shot Docs for skateboarders. And then the ability for people to actually own a skateboard franchise. And so it's like really with NF, like NFTs with the NFT, yeah. has like royalties, oh, yeah, has royalties as nice. ownership groups. So okay, yeah. kind of re-engineering skate culture so where the skateboarders can actually yeah. have equity in their own ecosystem. Right on. That's exciting. Man, you got a million things popping here. Got a million. I feel like I work with a thousand. I mean, I've probably worked with like a 50, 60 people. Yeah. Wow. You know, and... For us, it's really just time scheduling, mapping out time. Some things take 30 minutes. Some people don't need us. Some people need two hours. You know what I mean? Right. But I think when when you're organized and you work and you meet people where they are and you're listening and you're a full service and, like, really there to empower, that's that's the culture we build with more than us, right? So it may take 30 minutes to get your project done and finish across the line. Mm-hmm. And so we'll bring 20 people in the room and give you your 30 minutes. Wow. And that 30 minutes turns into an hour and a half. You come out motivated. Now you got 30 people ready to push the button when you say push the button. That's a model right there. Yeah. yeah. Exceptional, man. Well, look, I appreciate you carving out a little bit of time to, to sit down with us and share yeah, this yeah. with us, man. Where should folks go? More than us.io. More than us.io. You got it. Y'all heard it here. Check it out. More than us.io, Baron. Thank you so much. I right, well, appreciate it. Appreciate it, man.
okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We are learning as we go just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.